you know, I think geomechanics is playing a more increased role. And then, then you throw in, on top of it, induced seismicity, and that really brings geomechanics to the forefront. Hello, my name is Andrew Gary, and welcome to Seismic Sound Off, in-depth conversations in applied geophysics. In this episode, I speak with Doug Foster about the May 2018 issue of The Leading Edge. These special section articles highlight geomechanics, its integration with geophysics, and how it could help reduce induced seismicity and increase gas productivity. Doug Foster served as coordinator for the special section. Dr. Doug Foster received his PhD in geophysics from Columbia University. He has worked as a research geophysicist at ARCO, Mobile, Phillips Petroleum, and as a senior scientist at ConocoPhillips. His career interests have ranged from wave propagation, inverse problems, and applied geophysics. He also taught as an adjunct professor in the physics department at the University of Houston and served as vice chairman of the Ultra Deep Water Advisory Committee for the U.S. Department of Energy. Doug, thank you for joining me. I want to start with the basics. What is geomechanics? What it, what it is to me is that, is that it kind of gives you the stress conditions, stress and strain conditions of, of the earth. And, you know, that can be important in, in many aspects of, you know, the, the production of, of, you know, and development of hydrocarbon fields. Because, you know, we need to know what the stresses are. We need to know, you know, it has certain effects on the seismic wave propagation all the way down to how much, how much pipe they need to put in the ground for, to produce a field for 20, 30 years. There is a lot of conversation around integrating geophysics and geomechanics. What are some of the benefits to this integration? Well, you know, it, it traditionally hasn't been very well integrated. But I think the benefits are is that, like in, in seismic imaging, um, stress can induce anisotropic wave propagation. So waves will propagate different speeds at different directions, and this this can be related to stress. And so I think there's a strong coupling between these two. In terms of uh, in field development, it's always important to know what the stress conditions are for drilling and conditioning uh, technologies. And, Geophysics can play a role in that, you know, if we link the, the seismic observations to the, um, the geomechanical stress model stresses. Has the necessity to understand geomechanics, especially for geophysicists, taken on greater importance with the rise of unconventional resources? Yes, I, I think so. But, you know, geophysics is... is Somewhat struggling to get an inroads into the unconventional resource play. I, I've been out of the business for about three years, and but I didn't see much impact. You know, the micro seismic work was kind of confusing at times, but you know, sometimes useful. And so I would say that um, since the unconventional is largely about optimizing drilling and completions, yeah, I think geomechanics is. It's playing a more increased role. And then, then you throw in, on top of it, induced seismicity. So that really brings geomechanics to the forefront. You know, that's a good segue into one of the first papers I wanted to discuss. In Turhej et al., they use three geomechanical approaches to support reducing induced seismicity in the Netherlands. 
I was wondering if their findings associated with depletion-induced seismicity had relevance for reducing those occurrences, say, in the United States. Yeah, possibly. I mean, you know, it's probably a pretty porous rock, so it's going to compact quite a bit. I mean, you see um, see this north in, in uh, Norwegian, Norway, like in Bahal and Ekafisk, where they actually, it's a chalk reservoir where it's actually complex, you know, it's compressing and, you know, contracting the rock. And you see the uh, subsidence on the ocean bottom and pollution in the reservoir. In the U.S., I would say uh, the most likely place you'd probably see that would be um, in the Gulf of Mexico. In terms of unconventional, I don't think it would be a big, should have a big impact there. You also had mentioned microseismicity earlier, and two papers highlight that relationship between geomechanics and microseismicity. What is this relationship? Well, you know, uh, geomechanics, within the geomechanics, they have, the, the, they have certain laws that dictate when rocks fail. And there's, a, you know, there's a variety of them. And so basically, it's hard to predict when a rock will fail. But there are certain criteria that are related to stresses, both the uh, translational or deviatoric stresses and, and compressional or you know, uh, principal stresses. And um, that's kind of where the link is, is that you have at some point, if you have failure in a rock, you'll get a microseismic event or any seismic event, whether it's earthquakes or induced in you know, fracking and whatnot. But um, that's kind of a link. It's, it's really based on a certain stress, certain kind of stresses, the rock will fail. And that attempts to predict that failure. And then as seismologists, we look for the seismic waves, but, but it's largely due to uh, some imbalance of stresses. What led G et al. to conclude that it was overpressurization in shale that might be a key to finding higher gas productivity? Well, that was interesting. I, um, I guess it's hard to say. I'm not sure. You know, it's kind of a conjecture in my mind, but it's interesting. What, what I do know when I was in the, in the business is that what works in one unconventional play doesn't necessarily work in any of the others. So, I don't know if this is kind of a one-off empirical observation or in generally, but I've heard this kind of similar talk uh, in the Eagleford. That, you know, it's, it's largely driven by porosity, which is, you know, related, can be related to pore pressures and things like that. So, you know, abnormal pore pressures. But I thought it was an interesting observation. I, I'm still kind of scratching my head on it, though. What did you take away as the key insight in Maharamov and Zilbach's paper that was looking at surface reservoir monitoring to infer reservoir conditions? That was interesting as well. Um, it's something I really hadn't thought about. They're doing tilt measurements, you know, some um, changes on the um, elevation of the surface to infer uh, pressures in below. I guess it was it was a steam injection, wasn't it? And um, I thought, you know, it, it seemed like an interesting approach. I, you know, again, it's something that uh, I think it's kind of a new idea. And so we kind of have to see how it works out. But uh, 
it's a, a different sort of measurement. You know, we're always so focused on seismic data, but you know, there is other things. So I thought it was kind of interesting, and I, you know, it's hard to say how viable it will be in the long term, but uh, I think it's something that people ought to look into. Yeah, it's always nice when papers can get you thinking about something you hadn't considered or or thought that deeply about. You know, outside of the subjects that were discussed in this special section, did you expect kind of certain things to pop up in the articles or are there other topics you would like to see explored if this special section comes up again? Before I retired, I was working in absolute uh, imaging and I always thought that I thought geomechanics would be a good um, good place for that. You know, and we did some work internally on that. I think, you know, it's stress fields around salt, you know, very to go salt can be quite variable because the properties between sediment and salt, physical properties are quite different. And so um, we saw some uplift in, in salt imaging in count, you know, using stress-induced an- anisotropy. And so I think that's an area that I think would be good to pursue. Um, I think I think the whole idea of incorporating geomechanics into seismic analysis is is a good idea. I think for one, you know, we know that stress plays a role in altering rock properties. So, and we're always studying how waves propagate through these materials, and stress will alter the velocities or the propagation speeds of the waves. And so, it seems like it's a natural fit. You know, I think where it might be the most beneficial is maybe in time-lapse application. You know, you have repeat seismic measurements, you know, the stress fields are changing, and they're doing reservoir, and I think that uh, that would give a lot more insight into, how, you know, how the reservoir is you know, basically breathing. And so I think, it's, I think it, it's a good topic, and I think it should be expanded. How do these papers that are present help geophysicists improve the probability of them being successful, be it in exploration capacity or even trying to reduce induced seismicity? Well, in terms of induced seismicity, I think, you know, some attention needs to be paid to that. I mean, you look at the earthquakes up in Oklahoma, my God, it's just amazing how, you know, the increase in seismicity. You know, if you look where they're injecting wastewater, and um, so I think that would pay a, play a key role. Um, you know, I, I grew about west, so earthquakes are kind of not that uncommon to me. But I can understand how people would be uh, upset by feeling the ground shaking due to, you know, man-made uh, problems. In terms of, in general, I think that, um, I, th- I just think this is a, a good topic to be involved in. Um, because it seems to fit nice, you know. But what is a seismic wave? It's a stress field propagating, and it's got a, it's just a natural fit. So I think overall, I think the combination of geomechanics and seismic analysis it should, be a good, should be good. What do you hope readers of this special section take away? I hope they take away that, the, you know, these two geomechanics and, and seismic analysis are coupled. We can ignore the, that, the geomechanical part and just treat it purely seismic. And I hope they take away the, the idea that, no, this, this has a role to play, not just in induced seismicity or whatever, but it has a role 
role to play in the analysis of seismogram. And, you know, what it sounds maybe a little vague, but, you know, we're talking about waves propagating in a heterogeneous earth, which is part of that heterogeneity is not just material properties, but the stress condition. Is there anything you would like to say that I haven't asked you or final thoughts you would like to add? No, but I, I would maybe stress to people out there is that, you know, so we've got five papers in this section. Are there any other topics that people want to hear more about in this general area? You can't cover the whole topic with just five papers. So, you know, they were, as I said, good papers, but still. But it would be nice to hear from people of what else they would like to hear about. That's great. And, and we welcome people's feedback. And I appreciate your time today, Doug, for speaking with me and sharing your work on this special section. Okay, sure. Thanks. And uh, hopefully it'll be well read. I hope so too. And I hope this will be well listened to as well and get people to read it even more. Okay, great. Bye. At seg.org slash podcast, you will find the show notes and links to the May articles. Subscribers can read the full articles online and abstracts are always free. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Your review helps others find the show. Subscribe to Seismic Sound Off on the podcast app of your choice to receive the latest episodes first. Seismic Sound Off is sponsored by the SEG Wiki, the place to find hundreds of biographies of influential geoscientists, open access tutorials, and ongoing translations of SEG's best-selling book, Robert Sheriff's Encyclopedic Dictionary. Type wiki.seg.org into your browser to visit the world's first online geophysics encyclopedia. Original music by Zach Bridges. This episode was produced by Mick Sweeney, Jennifer Crockett, and hosted, edited, and produced by me, Andrew Gary. Thank you to Steve Brown for his assistance. And thank you for listening. This is Seismic Sound Off, signaling off.